Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Hello, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babu, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestling Sheet Radio. I am your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin, here with my co-host, Elijah Bates. Welcome, Elijah. Thank you once again for having me. Uh, no, no Jamie this week. Uh, no Kevin. No Kevin. You know, to be honest with you... I guess Jamie's sick or something. Yeah. And uh, I, he said, he told me last night, and I was like, yeah, no problem. I texted Rachel kind of like, I didn't say, do you want to come in? I like asked her 
asked her a different question that yeah. I was then gonna segue into. Do you want to come into the show tomorrow? And then I forgot. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then like she didn't respond, and then I forgot. And then uh, I mean, Kevin's a mission. It's rainy. It's yeah. gross right now. And then. Uh, Norman's here in the office. I honestly assume Norman's going to be able to do it, but then I also <laughs> forgot that we, like, record kind of late. It's a long day mm-hmm. for someone in the office the whole time like that, yeah. you know? Like, so I was like, no, you can, you can go home. You don't have to stay here till 6 o'clock to record with us. Yeah. <laughs> you can go home to your we, wife. We got this. We got this. Uh, honestly, I, I mainly wanted to hear your opinions on all this stuff anyways, because sure. there was a lot of stuff that went on this no, week. No, it, it was a good new, It was a good, diverse news week. It was a good, diverse news week. And, um, you know, there's honestly a couple big stories this week. Um, not like one that I can specifically point out as the biggest story of the week, but um, the most recent big story broke tonight, uh, shortly before you came over here, Eli. Uh-huh. And that is in regards to Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns, he announced back in October that he was relinquishing the Universal Championship and taking time away from the ring. Uh, and that's where he said that he'd been living with leukemia for 11 years right. and it had recently returned. Massive shock. Massive shock. Probably the biggest story of 2018. Yeah. And just like a whoa. Like, just because it came out of nowhere. Well, just like a real life story in wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. those tend to be like the larger stories when something major happens. And this is different than all of them. Absolutely. Um, so Vince McMahon tweeted today and he said, Roman Reigns, a.k.a. Joe Anawai, will address the status of his fight with leukemia this Monday on Raw. Hashtag fighter. Hashtag proud. Hashtag classy. Now, Obviously, this is going to fuel speculation that he's coming back, that he's in the mix again. Yeah. Um, right? I mean, am I crazy for thinking that? N- no. Uh, like, my first thought was, may- like, it was coming from a good place, I think. And it was just like, maybe they are just going to give an update, but s- uh, at the same time, pop a rating for doing it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so. Because I- he did say he was going to be like, open about it and yeah. all that kind of stuff, but. I do find it hard to believe that he's coming back just to give, like, a basic update on how he's doing. Yeah. Right? I, 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 I think that you're right or that you're justified in feeling that way. Um, like, why would they advertise it otherwise? Because, like, if it wasn't going to be something bigger, they could have just had him show up. It would have been still a big moment. It would have, like, had a huge effect. It still would have sent ripples through, like, you know, the news and whatnot that he came back and it was a surprise. So, like, yeah, I mean, I I, I think that you're justified in feeling that way. Yeah, and it's it's, it's interesting. I, I – where is the story that I saw? I think it was the UK Sun, which is, like, the least reputable mm-hmm. site. But I did find it interesting that they posted a st- I think they're the ones who posted a story <clears throat> saying that that Vince has been pushing for Roman Reigns to return to TV. I, I can't find the exact story, and it's frustrating me that I can't, but... There was some story out there that, that Vince McMahon's been pushing for mm-hmm. Roman Reigns to return. Mm-hmm. So that also, because you know, I didn't, I took that with a grain of salt for, yeah. because of the source. But then, like right after Vince McMahon Twitter account announces that that Roman Reigns is going to be on Raw, I don't know. It just makes me think. How how long ago was it that he made that announcement? October. So October, November, December, January, February. Four months. Okay. Um, I don't know how. Like what a projected timeline for leukemia is so it's it's hard for me to like really speculate too much on this 
Um, it, it is interesting, obviously, that he did film that movie with The Rock recently. In that time uh, away. And, and, you know, and now this is happening, and it's just like, well, and we don't have any clue, you know? So, like, yeah, uh, we don't know uh, what treatment he's doing. The, we don't only know jumping off, the only jumping off point that we have, or that I have at this point, is that he looked good when he was filming that movie, and now he's coming back to Raw. These all seem like positive things, so it's just like, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't even want to speculate, you know, to some extent. Like, oh, maybe it's gone. Maybe the leukemia is gone. Totally. You know, like I mean, because like that that almost feels like. Well, I, I haven't done any research in that. And I have no clue. And having like had people in my life become affected by other things, you know, injuries or, or illness, different illnesses, you always hope for the best, and then you do a little due diligence, and you realize, oh, this is going to take a long time. So like, it's I, I, there's part of me that's just like, ah, I don't even want to like say what he's coming back for because like i don't want to be like disrespectful to <coughs> to you know that experience of something like leukemia completely agree with you um and i've had family that was uh you know i've had a family who passed away from cancer and stuff like that so um i'm the same way uh but you know i i like you said you know i, I shouldn't say that because i don't think you can judge <laughs> how well someone's doing with cancer just by like their looks, yeah. you know. But and four months does seem like a very short window. That, that's that that is how I feel too. You know, like four months is not that long of a time. Again, I don't know how these things go into remission, what that process is like, how how much time that takes, and everything, or where or how deep in remission you need to be in order yeah, to continue. Where he, or, where he was at, you know, if it like, I mean, you know, because it's not like WWE superstars for the most part are people that are, you know. A lot of people in life don't see a doctor that often. I yeah. feel like WWE superstars are around medical professionals all the time. A- absolutely. So, like, the idea that his leukemia, you know, whenever it came back, you know, I'm sure there's a high probability that it was caught as soon as it could possibly be caught, you know, in terms of just identifying that it was taking place. And he went into treatment right away, I'm sure, as well, too. So th- those are all good signs in terms of, like, is four months too short? Feels like it, but maybe not. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you on that front. Um, yeah, and who knows? Like he could have been, you know, he could have been doing certain treatments while he was in Hawaii the whole time filming. You never know. Yeah, um, I do. You How know, long was he filming for? I don't know. They didn't really say. Yeah, you know. But I mean, only, he's only been gone four months, and he was filming while he was gone. I mean, movies take a few months. Oh, I mean, he's not. Who like, knows how long? Yeah, that's, his part that, could be like, small. It could be like a, you know, just a, you know, essentially a, a setting or a location, you know, to introduce the you know Rock's character or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, although he's been there for a few weeks, which makes me think that he's doing something that he's yeah. involved in some way, and at least not just like a one scene I mean, kind maybe, of role. Maybe he's chilling there though too. <laughs> It's, it's I mean, people do possible. that. People do that in Hawaii. People do chill in Hawaii. They do. I was saying, I, I've never been to Hawaii. No, no. You got to make a trip, brother. <laughs> you got to be like Kona Crush. Have you seen Kona Crush in any of those uh, superstars from 1992? No, I and I I, I kind of stopped. Well, I haven't I haven't had time to like get continue on. Yeah, I saw someone posting gifts though of Man Mountain Rock. Yeah, and I want to get to those episodes because that I, guy they seems only cool. have 1992 up, and they is only he not have, on there. No, he's like Man Mountain Rock is like 94 or 95, okay. I think. That's right. So it's like right before I started watching. Yeah, you know, he was that honestly guy cool. I, was I, dumb. I had a, like a three year lapse in between my watching between 92 and 90. 
1995, which is why I just find that period of time so perplexing and weird. Um, but like, I, I remember when I came back in like late 95, mid 95 or so, cause that's when Hogan and, and, and Savage were becoming big things in WCW again. So like we got back into wrestling because of them, but then I started watching WWF and I remember seeing Man Mountain Rock and his crazy WWF guitar and yeah. everything. I, I don't, I can't recall watching him wrestle though, actually. Yeah, I, me neither. Honestly, I just I, remember him like head banging his head and like probably not even really playing that guitar. I had only really heard the name before and then I saw the gifts and I was like, whoa, that guy seems cool. Dude, I like that guy. It's a dark time for gimmicks in that period of time. <laughs> like, really Ma- like Mantar and other people like that. It's like, did they, did they ever imagine like the WWE championship on Bastion Booger? Like, what, what were they thinking? <laughs> And it's amazing that Undertaker lasted as long as he I did. I know. Like, I mean, and he was kind of like the beginning of those kinds of characters, but he just happened to have one with an edge, and he entered at a time when all, like, the, the legends were still there. It was like a 93, 94. It's like a really weird time. Quang, the original character played by <laughs> Savio Vega. Some good characters. I like them. I, I love them now. Well, now <laughs> when I watch 92, you know, 1992 era superstars, I'm really quite blown away by it because, like, I texted you guys about this the other day, but there was like this call between Mean Gene Okerlund after Nails beat up the big boss man. And it was like just the audio of a call of a picture of me with a picture of Mean Gene and a picture of big boss man. They were showing boss man's injuries and, and, you know, Mean Gene's interviewing him all real, you know, but still referring to him as boss man, even though it's a serious situation. But it's just like, it's so interesting how the road that they tried to go down at that period of time and ultimately failed and floundered and everything like that. But now I look back, I'm like, I think they were just ahead of their time. I think a lot of like the things that they were going for, the weird characters that they were going for, might work better now, like in this day and age. Yeah, no, I I, I could definitely see that for sure. I mean, if a wrestler showed up as Mantar now or that level of character, you'd be like, who the hell is this guy? I don't know if a Mantar would really get over. You think man? <laughs> Quote from Elijah Bates. Mantar was ahead of its time. Hey, Mantar would be over in 2019. Do you really think Mantar would be over I think in 2019? I think that it literally a person pretending to be a bull would go over better in 2019 than it would in 1993. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you have that, a point there. I think people are tongue-in-cheek, meme-heavy, meta-reliant at this point, And I think that they'd be like, hey, this is so stupid, but I really like this character. You know, I I hate that I agree with you, but I do. I if, really... a, if, a, if a plumber character showed up right now, like a Teal Hopper or like Dusty Rhodes style, like plumber character showed up, I feel like it would be, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I guess the show would have to be a bit more like the Muppet no. show in order to like play it like that. I'm with you in terms of, because I actually told someone recently, someone's, you know, someone asked me for like, you know, like, what's the best way to like be relevant in wrestling right now, you think? And I was like... I think that people that go like hard on a gimmick and like adhere to it twenty four seven on social media seem to be the ones that are like getting over yeah. the most. You know, like the MJF where he's just a dick twenty four seven, or like Becky Lynch, she's a bitch twenty four seven, or they're just and those aren't the great ex- best examples. PCO, PCO, yeah. you know, like he's dead guy twenty four seven or whatever. Yeah. You know, like I, I think. The, the people who are like going hard on gimmicks do seem to get over the most now. So Look, I um, mean, Sammy Callahan is is Mantar. Is he dead? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope not. Did they go to the glue factory? No. To the glue factory? Does that mean? Did they send mantars to make glue out of? <laughs> they chop off man- mantar. didn't have hooves. Like, what are they going to make glue out of? His oh, yeah, horns? That's a good point. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, he's alive. Okay. Okay, thank God. Imagine if he came back. 
I don't. I get Do you to think ma- Mantar no, has hey, Mantar? No. So, so it can't be Mantar, like a PCO revival. It's got to be. No, I don't. No, it's not Mantar. about the guy who portrayed Mantar. It's, it's about a gimmick of Mantar. Oh, man. Someone should bring him back. Someone, someone should do that. Dude, a pony gimmick. You, like if 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 a person showed up and was like, "I'm half man, half horse," or something like that, you'd be like, "Well, I want to see you in the ring." <laughs> how do you how do you bounce off the ropes? Okay. Well, speaking of uh, old school gimmicks, I think the biggest story of the week was the fact that the Hollywood Reporter put out a story saying that a Hulk Hogan biopic is in the works. Mm. Uh, it's uh, it's gonna be directed by Todd Phillips. Who? Uh, wow, he, really? <laughs> isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is crazy. Todd Phillips, who is known for The Hangover, he's doing the Joker movie right yeah. now. Next movie after the Joker with uh, well, who's doing the Joker right now? What's his face? Um, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Next movie is Chris Hemsworth as Hulk Hogan in wow. a biopic for Netflix. That's pretty crazy. Isn't that crazy? Like, I mean, I like that's one of those things. The more that I learn about it, I'm just like, how did this even get put together? Like, this is incredible. I sent the article to Eli like right when we posted it, and I could just feel his like, oh boy, like his excitement through the computer. I was more just shocked that they were doing it. Like, yeah. I mean, like, but he, I can feel your excitement through the computer. Well, too. I'm, I'm stoked. Like, I like Chris Hemsworth a lot. Like, I mean, Hogan should feel stoked that there's somebody of his caliber is actually going to portray him and everything. And not only that, but somebody. Somebody who's you know been reputable in a lot of his films, particularly in portraying Thor, is somebody who will put on some bulk and put on some mass for the role too, which is clearly going to require to portray Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I mean, you know, I did a side by side for the article of Hemsworth as Thor because that's got to be when he was at his most jacked. Yeah, alongside Hulk, and he's still not quite at that twenty four inch. No, Hulk, like twenty four inch pythons huge. are huge. Hulk. Was a, it's like like especially as you got into like the late nineties or, or late eighties, early nineties, Hulk was like a behemoth. He was a presence. The dude must have been like three hundred and fifty pounds. Well, I have a feeling it's going to end at at Andre. That's my guess. You think so? Well, because it says it says that it's going to. Um, the reports suggest the movie will focus on Terry Bollea's transformation into Hulkster and the rise of Hulkamania in the eighties. Yeah, it's not going to cover his later life. Not Gawker. Hey, no, none of, that, also, none of the racist stuff. That that's tape. sequel territory. Not even all the stuff you just said. You completely glossed over. His entire WCW career with the NWO. It's like that. Well, that's not going to be a movie. You think they're going to do a tri- – I like how in your eyes they're going to do a, tri- a, whole, hey. a whole franchise out yeah. of the whole I was going to say, why limit it a trilogy? Like, let's keep this going. Like, I mean – You got to cover Thunder in Paradise too? Do a whole miniseries on Thunder in Paradise? Yeah. I watched that show as a kid. No, me too. It was awesome. It was, it was a cool a, show. It was Hulk Hogan in a magical boat. Yeah. I feel like that show – People talk crap on it, but it was cool. There was this Disney movie from like the that I watched growing up called Condor Man, and in it, like he has like this cool. Oh, dude, I'll let you borrow it. I can. I can't believe you haven't seen Condor Man. It's <laughs> you, you can tell that I didn't understand it. No, Condor Man is epic. It's it's. I, 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 this Condor is a, Man. I'll, I'll let you borrow it, and you can watch it. And <laughs> this you guy will be, does look cool. You'll be blown away. It's about a dude who creates a comic book character, and then he tries to become him. And the comic book here, I mean, that's a really bad synopsis that I just gave you. But there's espionage in it. There's crazy cars, boat chases, flying with his crazy contraption. It's awesome. It does look kind of cool. Yeah, it's so cool. A double. Nobody ever was a double. Find that. Make it a triple. 
I love Condor Man. I feel like maybe five people watching, listening or watching this understood that reference. Anybody who gets the reference is totally stoked right now because Condor Man is awesome. Um, how did I get off onto Condor Man? Uh, some Hulk Hogan would he make an appearance in that movie? Oh, because Condor Man had a magical car with like lots of cool stuff. Oh, and okay, Hulk Hogan okay. had a magical okay. boat. We're talking about Thunder Paradise. Right. Got it. Okay, good. <laughs> um, also, Eric. Okay, so when I first heard the news, uh, you know, I was like, "Oh, this could be cool," but I do wonder if you know, because Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff, Bischoff's a producer on the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hulk is a consultant on the movie. Do you think that they can still make a proper, a proper Hulk Hogan movie without, with his involvement? You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I, I feel get, like I one of the you. things when I watched Bohemian Rhapsody, we, you know, we made a joke about it, Vinny and I, but I feel like we didn't really, only because he and I uh, had had joked about it so many times today next to each other. But, but you know, with Bohemian Rhapsody, because Queen was so heavily involved with it, you could feel that while watching the movie, yeah. and it didn't necessarily feel like. Even though it won awards and it's nominated, didn't for feel as honest as it could be because it wasn't a, it, it, it was a subjective uh, like perspective. Even straight out of Compton, you know, yeah. straight out of Compton left a lot of things out yeah. because of the yeah. Fact, so so like to, are they not going to put steroids and cocaine in this movie? Like cocaine? I could see like steroids being in it. Cocaine? No, like they're not going to put like like I mean they'll be implied. It was the eighties and WWE. Well, man. I'll say it like this: they ain't going to show Hulk Hogan doing any of that stuff in the movie. Like, it may be implied that he was part of it, but they're going to show other wrestlers doing it because they see, can. I like him doing, like, doing lines and then pumping it in the gym and then turning to the camera and telling people to say your prayers and eat your vitamins. You know he was they're doing that. They're not going to do that. You know he was doing that. It'd be way cooler movie. Like, hey, they were all doing that. Yeah. Like, that was wrestling. Yeah. That was the squared circle. That's why I want to see it. Yeah. So I think that – but again, I think that you will see it just not yeah. being injected into him and stuff like <laughs> totally, that. Yeah, it won't be totally. him doing it. But and they may make a joke about him doing it and stuff like that. But like they're probably going to sh- probably be like a scene of him partying too hard once and doing it maybe once. Or just, like, dude, like they, they don't need to show him doing it. They're going to be like, just show the warlord injecting or somebody like that. They gotta. Sh- if steroids aren't involved in the story whatsoever, think, that'd be that'd be ridiculous. Well, it just depends on like what what's the tone of this movie going to be. You know, like because you have like the director of The Hangover and you know like and or, and old school and many other films. And, that, and Bradley Cooper is a producer on the movie. Okay, and so which is interesting because Bradley hard. Cooper was rumored to be in talks with. WWE Studios, and I forget the other studio they're working with on the Vince McMahon biopic. Right. But he was rumored to be to be talking to them about playing Vince Whoa. in the Vince McMahon biopic Pandemonium. Yeah. Which hasn't really had a lot of movement since it was I haven't announced. heard anything about no. it. No. And now suddenly a Hulk Hogan story pops up, uh, and Bradley Cooper's attached to that officially, which I thought, was, I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm yeah. almost wondering if, like, Coop is – if he's just a – He's tiptoeing around the Vince McMahon idea, you maybe, know? Maybe, maybe. Like, I, I'm I'm down with that. I think he'd be a good Vince. He's got the, after watching A Star is Born, he's got that, gra- he, he can change his voice up. He, yeah. He can do the gravelly Vince I voice. I think so, too. I think, and not only that, but, like, it doesn't have to be exactly like, you know, I mean, it, it, the Hulk Hogan character, for sure, has got to sound like Hulk Hogan. And- Which I'm, I wonder, I mean, obviously, if they can, if, if he's already attached to the project, they probably heard him do the voice already. Yeah. But I can't think of like a, and maybe I'm wrong. I, I haven't seen every Chris Hemsworth movie. Yeah, but he largely does his 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 Australian voice, right? Like yeah. he doesn't really act with an American accent, right? I'm sure he can. I just I can't recall a movie off the top of my head. I'm more looking forward to him sporting Hulk Hogan's iconic hairstyle. 
Like I I can't wait to see Hemsworth like that. Let's see. Is there? Is there? Is there? I'm trying to see. if There's a video of him speaking with an American accent, but it doesn't seem. I am. I yeah. Like I I can't recall one off the top of my head that I uh, that's super memorable. Did, what about in Ghostbusters, the most recent one? He has an Australian accent there too. Does he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it even says Chris Hemsworth on using his Aussie accent in Ghostbusters. That's all I was able to find on him speaking oh. with an American accent. So I mean, Chris Hemsworth doesn't need to speak with an American accent. Look at the guy. No. <laughs> He's also, gonna get any role he wants. Also, I think because Hulk Hogan's voice is is, is a pretty distinct, gruff, almost cartoon like voice. Mm-hmm. I think that he'll be able to pull it off even if his American accent's not perfect or something like that because he's not doing an American accent. He's doing Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like – it's one thing if I was like, hey, do, you know, like a New Yorker accent. And you'd be like, well, what is that even? And then if I was like, hey, just do Christopher Walken. True. You know, like, like you're going to like, nail – Australian accent, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. And you were like, well, do Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. And I'd be like – You and do then lines I... of Crocodile Dundee. Hulk Hogan's the same way. True. You know, you know something, brother. You know, like I mean like Chris Hemsworth can do that. I want, I, oh, man, that's going to be so weird. I can't wait. I know, I, me like, too. Like, you know what? And I got to say, I'm a little surprised by the hugely positive reaction to this because a lot of people have been hating on Hulk Hogan a lot with good with reasoning behind it. Um, and I feel like everybody's reacting super positive to this movie's announcement. Uh, well, you know, I mean, I handle the social media for the site, so I see a lot of the quote tweets. And there was definitely like a lot of like – not my movie I'll be watching. <laughs> that kind of yeah. stuff, like, not interested in that movie and stuff. So I, I saw it. Um, but but it's interesting. You know, I also saw a WWE post a story about it on WWE.com, uh-huh. which makes me think that they're maybe involved as well a little bit. Do you think bit. that this is them attempting to make this movie so, and being, like, okay with it so that the, they can't make that Vince McMahon movie? I was wondering that. Like, because, I mean, that's a good way to scuttle that Vince McMahon movie forever is to make this movie that's basically taking a lot story. of those elements but but putting their gloss over it, And they too. get to bring Hulk Hogan back in the spotlight because Vince McMahon doesn't care about himself being this. Yeah. Well, maybe deep down inside you know, he wants like, that, that I, respect from Hollywood, but I still. would also say, you know, back to your topic of, like, is it going to be an honest portrayal of Hulk Hogan? Uh, I, I don't know, but I do know that I feel like Todd Phillips is somebody who's been given the opportunity a lot to have creative control over his product, projects. I feel like the most recent Joker movie, everything I've read about it, sounds like they've got kind of like a real tight, different story that they're going with, that they're give, being given a lot of leeway. So hopefully, you know, the thought is that Todd Phillips is given enough control that he's able to tell, like, a, a, to make a movie about this without kind of the um, the biased view of, let's say, Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff, Vince McMahon, and the WWE. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I think you're right. Like, on I that. think a true artist would would fight that fight. I don't think I knew. You know, I, he's got some good movies. Who? Todd Phillips. Like, I didn't realize he directed Road Trip too. I yeah. loved Road yeah. Trip Road as Trip a kid. Was genius. Road Trip was such a good movie. I wonder if Road Trip holds up like to the test of time. I wonder if there's anything in it that wouldn't be cool in this day and age. Like, it wouldn't be PC. I, I feel like maybe PC wise, but I know that I I I wonder. If Tom Green would be as funny to someone now yeah. who wasn't as familiar with Tom Green then, yeah. if they'd find the Tom Green shtick funny, you know? Because I love Tom Green like, I, so much. Every, everybody in our generation yeah. did. Like, I mean, Tom Green was so different and offensive, and it made you uncomfortable watching it and everything. Yeah. And he, like, for a couple of years, he was king. He was oh, on yeah. top. Oh, dude. Tom Green was the best, dude. When he did that, like... Like the Undercutter's Pizza thing or when he had like 
the statues of parents having sex in the front the, yard. The where's my dinner statue? <laughs> yeah. That's the best. The where's my dinner statue? Oh man, I love Tom Green. But yeah. I, I, the, the whole mouse stuff in the movie might not be as funny. I don't know. I, I don't. Love, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm thinking about it right now, and I think that you know, like road. I don't, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see the banter between the four dudes and to see if there was anything in that that would get called out in this day and True. age too. I feel like I bet you there's – it's not Todd Phillips, but I bet you in Tom Green world, I feel like Freddie Got Fingered has to have some offensive-ass stuff yeah, in it. I, I, it already was offensive. <laughs> he tweeted the other day something like – it was like the anniversary – some anniversary of the movie – I'm like, do you ever use any quotes from this? And I was like, oh, man. I used to say all the time, like, every time I'd see a Chrysler the Baron, it'd be like, well, Daddy didn't get you a Chrysler the Baron, did he? <laughs> I used to love that movie. <laughs> um, but you mean old school, too? Old school road trip, Starsky and Hutch, which also kind of an underrated movie. I'm just going to say it. It's not for me, but I'm glad you like it. <laughs> um, hangover. Due date was eh. Hangover to three. Do, what was due date? Wasn't that the one with Robert Downey Jr. and oh, right, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Zach Galifianakis? Yeah, that eh. one was okay. It was all right. Um, man, yeah. wait, he was also a producer on Taxi Cab Confessions back in the day. Wow, that's throwback. Yeah, that's way throwback. That's way throwback. I haven't heard that. In... Oh man, I used to watch that when I was a kid for sure, for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. The, as far as the movie is concerned, you know, I. I was wondering the same thing, like, when I saw all this, I was thinking, I wonder if the Vince movie just transformed, because of the Bradley Cooper thing, yeah. because we know they want to, like, WWE has a vested interest in um, in making the, the Hulk Hogan name profitable again. I could see them being like, well, what if we just reworked the script? Uh, yeah. No, and, or- and don't you remember when the movie first got announced? Remember Linda did that interview right afterwards? I almost forgot about it, so you might not remember, but I remember Linda did an interview right after the fact with someone and she was like, oh yeah, that movie probably will never happen or whatever. And it was like, wait, but WWE Studios is involved. Not, I don't know. I just feel like they're going to transform it. Yeah. They don't want I, Linda I, doing the BJs in the stand scene. They no, want like, no, Hogan. no, they're like, they, again, like if WWE is involved, like look at it's a benefit to them in two ways. They can put their, if it's, if it's not focusing on the negatives of Vince McMahon as much in the movie, or maybe if it focuses more on Hulk Hogan and more about like a heroic rise to stardom through the crazy world of professional wrestling, let's say, because that's a more fun movie. You know, a story that gets a little bit more into like the drug use and things like that. We've seen that movie already. Uh, that's the that's the wrestler. Yeah. And so, um, but WWE. You know, can make it so that it's not a negative bent towards wrestling, and also they can put their footage in the film then too, totally. and add, add and, and and allow their IP to be used. And I'm too. assuming it's similar to like Fighting with the Family, where they saw like, hey, if we do like a good movie, we'll get it, everyone be pumped about it. Yeah. You know, like as opposed to like a crappy movie that no one cares about. So yeah. I think that's maybe why I could see them wanting to be involved for sure. For yeah, sure, I, that totally makes sense to me. Um. I I love the story I put up today where Iron Sheik said he wants to play himself in the movie. Yeah, of course, it's the best. Like, I mean, I love Iron Sheik. I don't. I mean, he, the dude can barely walk, but <laughs> why not let him try? Exactly. Why not? Yeah. You know, why not? Mocap. <laughs> um. Oh, what else? I had one more thing I wanted to say about that movie. Uh, I'm trying to look up my. There was something in here. Uh, yeah. Do you think? Because of, you know, because of his past, not, not past, I should, you know, the, the controversy surrounding Hulk Hogan. Do you think there is some risk involved here, though? I mean, so far, it seems to be a super positive reaction. And 
I think that, yeah, I mean, there is some risk involved because there is still negative opinion towards Hulk Hogan. But I will say that the negative opinion, I think, already has begun to wane. You know, it's already kind of in a waning period. Just, again, based off of even your reaction to this and, like, you're not reacting as heavily towards it. And that's not to say – I'm not, like, angry about the movie. Yeah. I just want – I just like good movies. Yeah. So, like, I just – I get it. Like, you know, I mean, like, I don't think Hulk Hogan's a racist. Yeah. I don't think he's a racist, you know. So it's not like I think this movie should, like – in the script, have Hulk Hogan like Colin Virgil the N word backstage or yeah. something like that to play off that. I, I just think that I I just want an honest movie. That's all. Yeah. Like I don't like. I I just don't want it to be a WWE like fluff piece. Yeah. Like I want. I get that. And Chris Hemsworth being involved does make me think it's not. Chris Hemsworth and Todd Phillips being involved gives me a lot of hope. And in there's it. no there's not even a script apparently. Like yeah. it's more okay. just like you know a pitch. Okay. Is that, is well, how yeah. I, the WWE will definitely get involved. They're like, <laughs> we got to get. In, him and Hulk are just gonna like no holds barred style, just like like <laughs> hole up in a hotel like, room and just bang it out. Old times, yeah. Got this eight ball. Yeah, oh, we got this whole eight ball, Vince. Let's do this. We're getting the band back together. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing I was gonna say, I remembered now was uh, I tweeted this this morning, and uh, you know, it's because of you actually that that I've always had this idea of like I feel like a way better wrestling story that I'm that I would like to see Hollywood make one day. Um, is the story of Tootsmont, dude. Yeah. I feel like that's such an easy sell for Hollywood of, like, the guy and his group of friends it, who, like, decided to make wrestling. That's like the type of story, too. It's like, you don't need to spend a ton of money to make that no. movie. Like, that would be a really easy one to tell. You could have tons of crazy characters in it. Like, you could make up all the characters for, if you needed to. You literally, that could be the most loose, based on a true story of all time. Yeah. Like, just, like, the general idea that these are the guys who decided to, like... What would you call it? Hey, toots. <laughs> toots. Tootsie? Oh, wait, no, I can't yeah. do that. Um, mm, I'll have to think of that. I'm not toots sure. Toots-e-mont. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll let that one sink in for a second while, while I think a little bit longer. Okay, so the other big story of the week is Ty Dillinger. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Ty Dillinger announced that he has requested his release from WWE. Um, he put out a statement. <clears throat> Excuse me, everyone. He put a statement that said, before, uh, before rumors begin to spread, let me set things straight ahead of time. This evening, I requested my release from WWE. In the past five and a half years with them, I have seen and done some wonderful things, things that I'm very proud of and will never forget. I've met and worked with unquestionably some of the greatest talent on this earth, and the pleasure has been all mine. I feel at this time, this decision, as extremely difficult as it was is what is best for myself and WWE. I wish to continue to grow as a performer and offer those paying hard-earned money to watch a show I'm performing on a little more of myself. To the male and female locker rooms, coaches and producers, to the production slash ring crew, all the way up to the very top of WWE, and most of all the fans, I wish you all the very best, and thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything. So what happens when somebody re- like requests their the release like this? Do they just go home? Basically. Well... Not necessarily. It depends on who it is. Yeah. You know, like the revival did, and they still were like, no, we want you back on the road. Yeah. Um, Hideo Tommy did, and they granted it. Yeah. Um, Mike Kanellis, only Mike Kanellis apparently, uh, requested it, and they've still had him be on the road occasionally. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones who are the people who were recently asked for it. There's one more I'm leaving out. Uh, Where's that five? I think that was five. Anyways, so those ones. 
I, I really think it's a case-by-case basis, yeah. you know? Because you could – I mean, in theory, right, like some have done, you can walk – you cannot come back. Yeah. You know? I mean, like they can't force you to come. Yeah. But then they can force you to sit out your contract and it's a whole thing and you're – it's a whole thing. Like you still get paid? Like how does that work? Like I don't understand. Like that's the – I think that's, you st- – Like I mean because feasibly then somebody could be like – I know I just signed this five-year contract. And now I'm sitting at home. But I'm sitting Never at home and back. getting my downside for the next five years. I think... I'd like to know what the what the common procedure is or if there is one, you know, if, if I possible. think it's a case-by-case... Case, I really think yeah. it's a case-by-case case basis. Yeah. I really do think it's like... Because in theory, if that were to happen, I'm sure they would just cut them. Yeah. But there have been ones where they just let them sit on the sidelines for a long time, like a Ray Mysterio or or X, uh, Xbox Pac. Yeah, um, where they just kind of sat on the sidelines. So I really, yeah, I really think it's a case by case basis. Interesting. Um, but with Ty, you know, the, the, with Ty, I'm guessing there's no what day is today. Today is it's almost Friday. There's no way they're gonna. There's no way they're gonna grant it this week. Yeah, because if they grant it this week, he can be a double or nothing. Yeah, right. And I don't know. Obviously, people say. Oh well, no, no, you know, like uh, it's just Ty Dillinger. Why would they care? Of course they care. Like they care. Yeah, obviously they care. No, you know? because they can grant it whenever a they want. A few days later, and make sure that he can't be there. Yeah, they can do it Monday, and he can't be there. Yeah, you know. So I think that you know, I remember with Pac when we were talking about the Pac situation. I'm about to sneeze. Sorry, but with the Pac situation, there was a. I mean, to punch you in the face. <laughs> no. With the Pac situation, there was um, oh, I forgot where I was going. That the whole sneeze threw, threw me off. I know it'll happen, man. <laughs> oh, Pac um, release, Pac release situation. Uh, but the, yeah, I mean, like they I, when we were discussing the Pac release situation, I remember I was listening to Bruce Pritchard's podcast, and he was saying that like you don't release talent when they want to be released. You release a talent when you're done with them. Yeah, you know. So that's my guess is that's something he has heard Vince say many a time. Yeah, and that seems to be the mo of Vince. Um. I mean, obviously, putting something out there like this doesn't help the situation. Yeah. Um, also, like he, it's you know what it feels like. It feels like, like I don't know if this is something I've ever actually felt, but like somebody who's like broke up with his girlfriend and then texted his family immediately after with like this things like, "Hey, just want to let you know we broke up. I'm going to be okay." Da 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 da. That's kind of what this feels like. It's like, hey, Ty, like, chill. <laughs> You know, I honestly was like chill and see if you get your release first before you put this out in the ether. Like, I feel like he was trying to go for a Cody like move because Cody did the same thing when he quit. Yeah, remember like Cody, exact two page long statement and looked the same similarly. What if you you checked the formats and everything? Like these, it has the same exact character count. Oh, I should. No, I shouldn't. (laughs) He just plays rises like uses Cody's template. (laughs) like a resume template. Um, but but they, you know, it was similarly done. I think that he was trying to follow a similar yeah. path, yeah. I think. Um, but, you know, like, the, the, I don't, like, I'm not as active on Twitter, obviously. But, yeah. like, um, I can't recall when, Tody, when Cody put in his release if he was tweeting a lot of things that would allude to him doing something along those lines. No. Like, Ty Dillinger's been that, making that, a lot of noise lately totally. before I he mean, did he retweeted this. the AEW announcement. That, and just, like, you know, saying that he tried to go back to NXT, things like that. Like He literally oh, tweeted the other day saying that he had done all he could do in WWE, had no more dream opponents left. Yeah. 
And so, like, I mean, it's just stuff like that where it's just like, well, you're already being vocal before you let out, like, this classy move and everything like that. So it just it feels a little produced, I guess, the best way to I put don't it. think – I'm trying to remember that – I'm trying to take myself back to then. I remember Cody had a private – not a private – I think it was private, but he, like, accepted everyone. But he, uh-huh. if I recall, he had, like, a private Twitter page for a long time, like that Hyrule Husky one or something like yeah. that. And that's where he put it on. It was like his personal Twitter page that he would like kind of tweet from for fun yeah. off of. Um, yeah, I believe, but I don't think he was complaining a lot of the time. He's not. I, he wasn't really one to be vocal at the time. He was much less vocal at the time, if I recall. No, like I mean, that's it, when he became vocal. Like I think that he Cody has always been somebody, even when he was in WWE, is vocal about like what he wanted to achieve, but not about. What he wasn't able to achieve, you know he what I mean? Still feels that way. Yeah, I feel like he never likes. He doesn't seem publicly to talk about like the things that he's he, unhappy it's, about. It's more, more it's so more the things that the positives, the positives, what he's what he's going for, you know, what he's seeking to achieve, and good things at that. like that. It, it it is good because even if it comes across as a little bit combative towards like other, you know, towards the WWE, let's see, say it says at, at certain points, um, it it never is like. It's not condescending. It, 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 it always feels like, well, he believes in this, though, too. Yep, yep, absolutely. You know, not just like, oh, I didn't get to achieve what I wanted with you, so now I'm going to do it through this thing. It's more just like, we're going to turn this thing into a big, huge thing. Totally. Absolutely. I mean, even that's why I even like his theme song. It's kind of like the point of his whole theme song. Yeah. Is like, <laughs> which, which, is why I, which is why it's my favorite theme song, I think. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, so, you know, it's another thing I, I just was thinking of while we were talking about this is it, I find it really interesting, still, that WWE put out a statement about Dean Ambrose saying he's not going to sign a new contract. Yeah. But not a statement about Ty Dillinger, who has now publicly said he requested his release. So, much bigger story than uh, a sources saying yeah. that Dean Ambrose wasn't going to re-sign. Yeah. Also, not re-signing isn't that crazy. Like, what? No, it's not. It's, it's, and it's, it's not something any company would ever disclose. So you're just like you're you're just offering information about someone's contract. Do you th- like? Well, I, I feel like and, and then and then Hodeo, they showed on two five. We were like two five live thing where the whole roster said thank you to him. Everybody said thank you to him. Still, no statement saying he's been released from his contract. Yeah. Well, I like. What am I missing here? Why? Why did they announce that Dean Ambrose isn't going to resign? Like, you think it's all just a work? I, I haven't I mean, been able to confirm that, he's, but like, he's the reporter t- in me is very confused. He's been on TV a lot. They even completely went against the heel turn and just acted like it was something that happened in his mind. Yeah. Um, he did lose pretty unceremoniously this past week, though. No, that was two weeks ago. Was it? Oh, against Drew McIntyre. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Like, to the point where it's just like, well, I that doesn't make a t- Like, I don't know what story they're trying to tell with him. If they're but then trying- they did that thing afterwards where it showed that he was crazy. Remember? Like, True. Like, that, 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 like, I did think it was supposed to, I was assuming it was supposed to play into that storyline where, like, he lost, but it's because he's, like, he's literally just multiple personalities I don't, now. I don't, I have no clue what the hell they'd be trying to do with this at this point. Like, like if it's a, if it's a work, like what's the story here? I don't know. Like, I mean, unless they're just trying something different and just going for it, and seeing and Ambrose was down with it. Like he seems like somebody who might be down to try something crazy and weird. I, that's the vibe I got. I'm like, yeah. What if they were like, hey, this is like a thing we're gonna play off of because everybody thinks everybody's leaving for all elite wrestling. I don't know. That's just like me conspiracy theory. Guy I mean, here. like that's it's it's interesting. 
It wouldn't surprise And not me. only that, but like that's going to that's something that will continue to be interesting the closer that he gets to his you know, quote unquote contract ending ending. And so like it people are gonna be intrigued to see him show up. I every single time I see him show up, I'm like I'm curious what they're going to do with Dean Ambrose right now. And that's why even when he lost this past week, I was just kinda like at first I was just like Oh, like I, I, it, it's it's just weird, and perplexing. Yeah, a- absolutely. I think that you know, also with Ty Dillinger, you know, I saw a lot of people, I saw a lot of people saying the two things I kept seeing everyone say. Well, you know, I thought all elite wrestling is going to highlight um, new young talent, not WWE castaways or castoffs or whatever. But I feel like that's such a narrow-minded way of thinking. Yeah. Yes, obviously they want to highlight. Younger talent, but they still need to fill out a roster. Yeah, they still need no, hands. And, and, they still and need it will agents. be, it they will be people. like it will be interesting if they have a couple names on their roster that of people course. know if they haven't been following the indie scene. Like again, that's like that's why Chris Jericho is a huge like thing for their rosters because like people in all walks of wrestling, you know, all wrestling fans know who Chris Jericho is. Well, and and, and on that same point, you know, everyone knows who the Hardy Boys are, and yeah. I, you know, Matt Hardy tweeted today saying that. That he has eleven days left on his contract, and from what I've heard, they're you know they're in talks to see if you know they can come to an agreement on uh, the contract option that yeah. they have. But if they don't come to an agreement, like that's another one where I feel like the Hardy Boys would be a. I'm shocked that WWE is not bending over backwards to even, keep the Hardy Boys even right Jeff? now. Jeff. Well, Jeff is also. I mean, they signed at the same time, so Jeff is also eleven days away, and yeah. I mean, they're both. Talking to everybody about their, you know, about you know their yeah. contract option, but I mean, neither of them have officially signed anything yet. It's eleven days away. Yeah, that's really close. That's close. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, Jeff. Jeff has been used to like, you know, he's been used well. He's been in main events, been and in main such. events and stuff, but not. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say they've never pushed Jeff Hardy back to the level where he was ever in contention for a championship. And I don't think they've maximized the Hardy name since they brought them back. Not really. I mean, well, it's more just like, again, like, I mean, I, a lot of people, you know, have accused the WWE, and rightfully so, of locking people up into contracts to make sure nobody else can use them. And the Hardys are huge in that regard because they were being well used before that. They were like the hottest thing in wrestling they at were. the time, and they kind of diminished Matt's role to nothing. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. I mean, yes, they did two. They did this one deletion thing. Yes, they did a special. But it's been t- two years. Yeah. like they've been there. It's now, crazy that nobody. I mean, even you know, Jeff Jarrett pulled the same thing when he got put in back in charge of TNA or, or Impact Creative too, and basically like m- you know diminished the role of Matt Hardy. It's just like, why does that keep happening to Matt? And Matt is like in touch with like the internet audience. Yeah. Matt's always been in touch with he the has, internet audience. Has. That's like his specialty. Yeah. You know, I would think, man, not just. Not only would Matt Hardy be an asset creatively, like as uh, behind the scenes, all that kind of stuff uh, for an all elite wrestling, but on screen presence as well. I mean, like if they could do some of those deletion things, if yeah. they could finally do the Hardy Boys versus Young Bucks deletion thing that was going to happen in TNA years ago, like people would love that. Absolutely, you know. So. Um, I found that kind of no, interesting. No, that would be big business. Right? That would be huge business. And I mean... I mean, they could show up at, yeah, at Double or Nothing. And that would be crazy. That, that would be crazy. Yeah. So but, I, that's why I'm just shocked that it's like that WWE's not... From, and I, maybe they're doing more than I know. But you, would, I would think they'd be going full court press I'm on just, that one. Yeah, it is a little surprising. I mean, unless like they don't want to re-sign with them. 
Maybe. I, I mean, mean they, they're, they they're, can... they're aggressively, aggressively si- trying to get people to sign yeah. contracts. Yeah. I mean, some people weren't even done with their five-year deal. Like, not, sorry, not five-year deal. Some people had a long time, a good amount of time left on their deals, and they're like, hey, here's a new five-year deal. Because they were five years from right now. From right? right now. Yeah. You know, and like raises and lo- stuff like that. So, it's hard to say no to that. Hard to say no to that, but they're... I will say from what I've heard, there are some big names who – there are some names who instantly signed. Like, And I'm still trying to confirm all of them. But from what I've heard, there's definitely some good names that were like, what? New year – new five-year deal raises? Yeah. Why wouldn't there you? There you go. But Especially also- if it was your dream to be there and you were enjoying it. It's like, yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Um, but there are some who have not instantly signed it. And those are the ones I'm tracking a little more closely right now. But yeah. like – there are some who have not instantly signed their contracts. Like big ones? Yeah. Okay. But all, their deals aren't up anytime soon. But, but they're they not have, signing a new they're contract. They're not signing new ones yeah. that are being offered their way, which is why I'm like still tracking them because I want to see how they – Damn, that's crazy progresses. that they'd be so aggressive about it that they're just like, hey, we don't want this new wrestling organization to survive out of the gate, so let's lock everybody up. And I will say this much too. Yeah. It's not just necessarily because of all elite wrestling. They yeah. also got a ton of money from Fox for this new Fox deal. And I'm sure Fox was like, hey, here's this extra money. Go lock down these big stars. Yeah, make sure you've got all these this guys. This is part of the deal. Just make sure you have all these guys when you come over in October or whatever. I think that plays a big part as well. Yeah. I would also say but it's not I just – I think it's the Holly not... wrestling also plays a part. I, and because I think if it wasn't there, they wouldn't be giving aggressive raises. I, I, I would also add it's it's – AEW just pushed it, you know, to a breaking point. Yes. I, wrestling industry was already getting that way to where, like, they needed to be kind of a little bit more aggressive about locking people up because other people had money to offer now, all of a sudden. You know, so, like, I mean, yeah, AEW did definitely, you know, straw that broke a camel's back. But it's like it was already going that direction. If it wasn't AEW, there like probably would have been another big thing that came around. It's just like it's only a matter of time that somebody else with a lot of money sees that the wrestling industry is like popping right now and wants to invest some money in it Absolutely. and make a ton more. Absolutely. Um, okay, so the other big story this week, they were all big stories. They really were big stories yeah, this week. Um, and that was China getting to go in the hall right. with DX. Um, I, you know, we talked about it. I wasn't expecting it, but Roka super called me out on the show on our Raw recap this week because he was super Team China. Well, Team China's social media guy. I shouldn't say Team China, but he was of the, he was kind of one of those people that was of the belief that it was disrespectful to China's legacy to not have her go in as a, it, by a solo singles, you know, as a singles act. I mean, performer. yeah, I mean, people are entitled to to believe that, um, and they're not they're not wrong. I mean, like I China by herself accomplished a lot outside of like the spectrum of DX and you know and I think you know you give it a couple more years like they probably will induct her by herself too but it's almost like you know you get in like let's say another 10 years and you know like things decisions she may have made um after her wrestling career that are maybe frowned upon by people in the in the industry now mm-hmm. uh, such as her you know time in the adult industry yeah. let's say um I think that the perspective of, of society changes decade, decade by decade or maybe even sooner than, or quicker than that nowadays where people are able to ha- look at something a lot more objectively. I think somebody will be able to look at China's place, let's say, in the year 2000 and be able to identify that like women were in a much different position there altogether. Like the, I think they'll be able to see how she tried to empower herself in a world controlled by men specifically – and ultimately, you know, like 
fell to that world in, in a lot of ways too. But I think that people will be able to look at her career in 10 years and be a lot more sympathetic to anything that they may look down upon now because they realize that she was she was not necessarily in the best, you know, uh, in the best opportunity, let's say. Yeah, I do think that, yeah. I mean, she... It wasn't easy for her to do what she did. No. Um, and it did fuck with her head. Yeah. You know, I mean, she had a rough, you know, she had a rough go with it afterwards. She, she had a rough life. Yeah. You know, like if you, like I, I read China's biography that the WWE read, put, put okay. out. Um, and, and I can't recall the specifics of her, her early life at this point. But she, like, she had a hard life. And she had a hard life her whole life, too. And so I think that, again, like, I think people... You you don't like I mean even let's say like the the her experiences in the adult industry, those are a big deal to people who let's say didn't grow up with the internet because <laughs> they weren't you know exposed to the adult industry on the level that somebody let's say that somebody born in the year two thousand and is now you know gaining access to a computer full time or something like I think- that. Where I'm not trying to say like everybody's you know a porn junkie nowadays, but I think that people will be a hell of a lot more sympathetic or or understanding of somebody taking an opportunity like that. I don't think it's any I don't think any wrestling fan holds the porno thing against her. It's, well, I think there's only I, one person who holds a porno thing against her and it's Vince because she made a porno where she had sex with Vince and every yeah. other wrestler. I yeah. mean like that's really in my opinion that's where the crux of all this is. Yeah. It's not about her adult industry, you know, for foray into porn. It's not about that. Yeah. It's not about the reality Said it was a TV. mockery of them. Said it was a mockery of them. Like, yeah. she literally, like, tried to make them look bad. And I know Bruno San Martino has done the same thing. Warrior has done the same thing. Um, <laughs> well, not – I shouldn't – I should rephrase that. They both wore in pornos. Don't yeah. go searching for Bruno San Martino's sex tape, please. But I mean in terms of, like, trying to make WWE look bad. I mean, yeah. That was Bruno's thing for for a while. Yeah, it's just, you know, with a, you know making them – you know, it's one thing for Bruno to to be audible in any, you know, like, news forum that he can or any opportunity, you know. But it was, like – She to, made money she made She too. made money off of it. It was in an industry that is looked down upon by a, by a segment of of hit of the wrestling audience by a segment of the country yeah a segment of society yeah society um and so like i understand and 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 it, and it was a personal attack too you know like i i think in a lot of ways you know it, it, i think even bruno going off on vince a lot of times was going off more about the culture of wrestling and that vince mcmahon was in charge of it less than he was like and I know he said a lot of negative stuff about Vince and to Vince and stuff like that, but I feel like it was more about wrestling than it was. Yeah. Whereas hers was like, "Hey, this is clearly just like you know, a stick in their craw." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, just a nice choice of words for, for the topic. Uh, but, but yes, absolutely. Um, I, I the light just went on. By the way, oh, it did. Yeah. Oh man. Um, yeah, I you know. I don't think that it should be held against her, but I also at the same time can see the bigger picture and understand that, like, look, if that were me, I'd probably, like, be hesitant to do that, you know? Um, But at the same time, like, of course she should go in by herself one day. I feel like when Vince McMahon's not around, that'll happen, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. I feel like he holds the biggest grudge. If anything, I'm sure Hunter and Stephanie understand. Yeah. Like, you know, when you got an ex and uh, you were kind of, like, kind of messed them over a little bit and then they do something out of anger, you... Kind of understand. You're yeah. like, I kind of was a dick too. I, you know? I deserved it. I deserved you know, it. Like, or this is just what happens. Totally. And yeah. especially if they passed away now, you know? Yeah. Like, obviously, I feel like there's. It's crazy to think that she won't be honored solo I, one day too. And obviously, I think, I honestly think that the ceremony itself 
is going to pay heavy tribute to when they're that's off. What, that's what I was thinking as well, too. Like, I, I, I know, they know that there's going to be an objectionary reaction to them putting her in as part of a group. It does take care of it for a period of time. It, cause, and, and they will, I think, pay her, like, you know, her respect and everything like that. But, I mean, there's other things about it where it's just, like, it it sucks that I, – and I, they, I think this is where people come from. It's like, hey, she won the Intercontinental Championship. She's the only woman who's ever done that before. But didn't she win it in that good housekeeping match? Yeah, but – See, no, like, that's tough. No, but here's what I'm saying, though. That has nothing to do with DX. No, no, I know, I know, I know. But no, for her solo no, run is what I'm saying. Yeah, for, well, I know. It's tough to talk about her winning the Intercontinental, Intercontinental Championship without bringing up, like, really bad stuff. Oh, I don't think so. Like, I, I think that there is a lot of stuff. But I think even the good housekeeping match – could be uh, they can paint that picture positively because Jeff Jarrett was the one who was pushing for this good housekeeping match and she beat him. All right, like so it was his idea. <laughs> I mean, it was a man's idea that a woman belongs in the kitchen and she showed him. That's a that's a story of empowerment right there. Eli's a writer, so he's good at these kinds of things, you know. But what still, can I say? no, I mean, it's just like it, I, I'm confident in their ability to spin that in in, in the most empowering way. They're, they're really good at spinning stories. Yeah, I saw X-Pac talk about this China stuff, too, and he said, um, he said, it's not that I don't feel, it's not that I don't feel worthy because I do understand, oh, wait, no, it's, uh, where's the part about China? As far as Joni is concerned, there are a lot of people that aren't satisfied with this because obviously she's worthy of going in by herself. And for a lot of people, this wasn't good enough. I would just encourage them to take the win. A win doesn't always come exactly how you want it to, but it's a win nonetheless. And yeah. anyone who doesn't think so, I don't even know what to tell well, them. Well, because there's part of it, too. It's just like even asking Xbox that question, to ask him that is a little disrespectful because then it's like, hey, he's going in with this group, too. That's exactly what I said to Roke. I said, I get it. But then at the same time, do you think that Triple H shouldn't go in by himself? Do you think that X-Pac shouldn't go by himself one day? Do you think the New Age Outlaws shouldn't go in by them, by them yeah. as a tag team one day? You're out of your mind. Yeah. You know, like, they all are influential. Yeah. They all are influential. They all will probably go in solo, well, tag team solo, you know. Yeah. They'll probably all go in, yeah. you know. So, well, and, and I would assume that those guys will be stoked, you know, to, like, go in together because they did something cool together, too. That's what X-Pac said. In the interview, X-Pac said... Um, I can give two shits about going in on my own. If you ask me what my choice is, go in on my own or go in with, like I said, more than once uh, with the people I had the greatest time in my life with, I'm going to pick going in with them every single time you ask me. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful for the sentiment, okay, but there's only so many slots every year and there are so many deserving people. Can we just enjoy and accept the win? It's a win for Joni. She's going to be in the Hall of Fame forever and they can never take that away from her and she deserves it. Her family's extremely excited too, blah, blah. So, and so, but, but he said the same thing. Like, yeah, of course I know I, I, I feel like I should go in one day, but like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know? So I, I feel like there was, there was too much anger over it and there's a lot of people should have been excited too, like, yeah. to some degree. Um, even her social media person was like still tweeting, let China in. And it was like, chill. She's going in. She's That's going in. You're tweeting that a day. She's, going, she's, going, she's in. going in. Like, <laughs> she is going in. And it's just like, there's part of me also that's like, hey, I'm like, I, I would agree that all these people deserve to go in individually or, you know, New Age Outlaws as a tag team, let's say. 
But there's a lot of other people that deserve to go in as well. And what this allows is that it opens up some spots for other people to go into the Hall of Fame then, too. Yeah. yeah I, like I'm at the same thing I'm I don't know if they're going to just do a smaller amount of inductees or something like that. No, or? they'll probably still put the same amount. Because yeah. they, they did the Four Horsemen that one year, and yeah. it was no different. Yeah. It was still the same, if I recall, right? I believe so, yes. Which is, which is kind of what I mentioned to Roka. I was like, were you mad that Arn Anderson isn't in by himself? That he's in with just the Four Horsemen? He was like, well, that's different. And I was like, not really. No, it's, it's, it's kind it's of the same very, thing. It's very similar it's very similar yeah um i liked knowing that if you agree the new age outlaws should go in to the hall of fame one day as a tag team yeah i because that you know what that means what that means you too believe that billy gunn is a legend well i mean yeah but tito got inducted into the hall of fame in 2004 (laughs) but older different but i'm just saying that means you technically if you agree as in with DX, and he should go in as New Age Outlaws two timer. Also, if he was a two timer, no, that'd be like, more Hall of now, Fame spots. Now I'm against than this. Tita. Now I'm fully against the New Age Outlaws going in just to thwart your argument <laughs> just here. Just to thwart my argument. No, no, they don't need no, but they're but they're stoked anyway, so they're cool, Ryan. They don't need to go in twice. <laughs> Do you think they'll, they'll go in twice? The New I Age Outlaws. That, yeah. I would say that I would say for all of these people, like Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair, let's say there's, there, I believe they were going to be the only two-time Hall yeah. of Fame inductees. Um, I, I that makes a lot of sense. Yes, because they are are legends. beyond legends. Yeah. You know, they are icons, I, icons of of the industry. Um, the New Age Outlaws are not at that level. Like not, I, I, like I honestly, like they're just gonna I, I'm like, thinking like. When I'm like in 20 years from now, status like yeah. when they're old, like I could see them all. Like I could see New Age Outlaws. I will say that playing, I'm, like when they're like the with the age that the Rock and Roll Express are I'm, right now. I'm more cool with DX going in than what the rumored Heart Foundation induction that was going to take place. Yeah, I, I, I that like never there's made no way they're doing two stables. No, and that I will be honest with you because like the Heart Foundation that they described was not like the Heart Foundation that had Owen Hart, Brian Pillman, and uh, and Davy Boy Smith in it. And it's interesting because I'd heard a rumor before the Heart Foundation rumor came out that it was just Owen. Yeah. And then I reached out to the Martha Hart or the Owen Hart Foundation and got a statement from Martha Hart saying, absolutely not, Owen Hart's not going to the Hall of Fame. And then I saw the Hart Foundation and I agree with you. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And DX makes much more sense. Yeah, I, I'm cool with that iteration of the Hart Foundation going in and, and giving those guys their dues one day and Bret Hart being a two-time Hall of Famer. I'm totally cool with that. But I, yeah, the way that they described it, though, I was just like, no, I, like, I, and, like Jimmy Hart doesn't need to be a two-time Hall of Famer. Like, I have nothing personal, but no. Yeah. He's already got it for what he's famous for. True. Like, putting him in with the Heart Foundation is more the same of what he's already inducted for. Yeah, that's pretty true. Yeah, like, I, like I, I would say that with almost any manager outside of Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm completely in, yeah. I'm in full agreeance with you. Yeah, I wonder who the next... Next two-timer? It's probably going to be Triple H then, right? Uh... The next two-timer would have to be Triple H. Yeah, because I'm thinking, unless they did... NWO and they oh, and inducted all three of those dudes twice. All three of those guys twice. Yeah, you're right. I'm as, and I mean, yeah, like I was going to say, like, I mean, I didn't know if you would include anybody else. I got to tell you also, it's time to induct Brutus the Barber Beefcake into the Hall of Fame. All right, on that note, <laughs> Eli, where can people find you on the internet? Twitter at Elijah Bates, Instagram at Brindlebeard. Uh, you can find me on at Ryan Satin, the website prowrestlingsheet.com, at Wrestling Sheet on all social media, youtube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find all the videos that we do, the news hits throughout the week, the Raw and SmackDown recaps, other fun videos. 
that my mind comes up with. <laughs> you guys can find them all there. Please subscribe. If you're watching already on there while you're here, please subscribe, uh, like, comment. I want to hear what you guys think of all this. Please let it be known uh, that he's crazy on his last suggestion. No. <laughs> there. Main, main evented SummerSlam 1988 with Hulk So he should be like a headliner Hall of Fame act, you think? For sure. <laughs> Give him, I, I want a one-hour Broadway from British the Barb Beefcake. <laughs> A sentence that nobody has ever said in the history of wrestling. <laughs> Except I, for you now. Yeah. Uh, t- to Ed Leslie. <laughs> to Ed Leslie. Cheers. Um, okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. Hello, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods, like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 